All right, my food mood friends, welcome back. Thanks for being here, really appreciate it. I wanna to talk today about how to avoid the food-induced kid holiday meltdowns. Welcome, here is your hostess and coach, Chandra Zoss, helping people make food and mood changes doable without missing out. Go ahead, high five that like button, subscribe and share while you're there. This time of year is, can be a very hectic time of year. There's all of the extra doing and all the extra giving and all the, the family and the travel and the holiday food. So before we even get to the food, there's just put framing it with all of this extra and all of the season changes and being indoors more and the time out of school and the disruptions of routine. This all plays a factor into it. But the point I want to talk about today is the food-induced kid holiday meltdowns and how to avoid them. So the really short and quick answer is sugar and flour. These foods wreak havoc on kids' ability to self-regulate. So there's the downsides of sugar and flour of the acidity, the inflammation, the eating them instead of the nutrient-dense foods, you have this factor. But the factor that I find really, really interesting is the difference in the ability for kids to regulate themselves emotionally. Hello, my friend, how are you? I'm in the Dead Sea floating in the water. Go ahead and like and share and follow so we can keep in touch. I had a couple of really confirmational stories happen this year that just have solidified my understanding of how much food affects all of us, but I've really watched it in my three-year-old. So just this last week, it's Hanukkah here in Israel, and we've asked the school to not ever give our kid any sweet stuff, and namely sugar and flour. We let her have fruit if they serve fruit but the other stuff, no, which is a big deal for schools. That's normal for most kids to eat sugar and flour. And they, the teacher accidentally gave her a donut and she profusely apologized when I picked her up from school. I'm so sorry. And I said, it's okay. It happens once in a while. It's not a big deal. Thank you for apologizing. But what I was really grateful for was that she told me because in the next hour, my little one fell apart. She started acting really weird. She was... She, and I, and I, could set, I could tell that she even felt weird in her own body. She was acting so different than she normally acts. She was like rolling on the ground and she was whining and she was like not listening and she was like, she was weird. Like I, in Hebrew, there's a word called mafletzit, like, and it means little monster. And it's like, she turned into a little monster and it's really not in her character. Like she is really an exceptional, like, She's really has an exceptional amount of presence. And I really think that a big portion of it is because of the food that we give her. So the other story that is really powerful to understand about kids meltdown and sugar and flour and holiday food and how to avoid it. This last spring at a different school, one of the teachers, we, we were supposed to bring all of their own food. And the teacher asked me if I would help educate the other parents at the school and talk about how much food can affect their moods because what she noticed was that she's like, I watched the food that you give your little one every single day and I watched some of the other kids, what the food that they're getting and they're getting like the bagels and they're getting the, the processed foods, the sugars, the flours. 
the pretzels, the sandwiches, the bread, the treats, the, and she's like, those are the, they can't, they're laying on the ground. They're the ones getting angry. They're having all these tantrums. And they said at that, at that school, there was a mandatory nap and what, and there was many times that my little one wasn't able, didn't sleep for whatever reason. And they were really shocked at how she was able to be emotionally regulated all the way to the end of school without a nap. And so we were kind of talking about this connection of like just how much food impacts the kid's ability to self-regulate. And she was like, honestly, she's like, I realize that like my job will be easier if these kids eat healthier food. And so for me, it just nailed down the importance of setting our kids up for the best possible by not giving them sugar and flour. I mean, so many parents wrestle with, but I want my kids to be normal and have the treats like everyone else. And we all have this belief that eating sugar and flour is this luxury celebration treat, this thing that like, that like to not give it is like a bad thing. But I really look at it from the perspective that the best thing that I can give my little one, the best way that I can set her up for success and then I can help her feel the best is by not giving her sugar and flour. And that, it, I mean, to me, it's the few times, we, we're, we're not crazy strict about it. We let her have treats once in a while. Maybe even on the, this holiday, we'll let her have some sugar and flour. But what we do when we do that is we expect the meltdown. So if you're going to say partake in and let your kid take partake in all of the holiday stuff, expect the meltdown. Know that sugar and flour dysregulates kids. There's an insulin spike. There's things that are happening in their body where they're, they can't be at their best. So don't get mad at them and don't tell them to snap out of it and control themselves because they can't. We adults were a little bit better at self-regulating. Most of the time we kind of, when we start to feel really off and out of control, we withdraw and we don't go into that meltdown tantrum space that kids go into, but that's just because we've gotten really good at controlling ourselves. But kids, they don't, they can't control themselves so well. I'm talking about younger kids. I mean, all kids really, but the younger ones, especially. So if you're going to partake, know that they're not giving you a hard time. They're not giving us a hard time. They're having a hard time. And it's really the responsibility of the sugar and flour that's making changes physiologically in their body and in their brain. So when, when my little one has these meltdowns, these food-induced meltdowns, I just take it as an opportunity for me to come closer to her and to hold her. And one of the things that I really do is I also help her make the connection, like, this last week, do you remember that donut that you guys ate at school? That's why, do you think that that's maybe why? And I, I tell her, that's why you feel so weird. Do you realize how weird you feel in your body? What does it feel like for you? Like, do you remember that donut you ate? So I try to make that connection for her. It's a lot of what the food changes that I do with my adults too, is like making that connection. When we connect, oh, this food makes me feel that way. Then we have the agency in the moment to choose, okay, am I going to have this food and know that I'm going to have this meltdown or I'm going to have this symptom flare, or I'm going to have this brain fog or whatever it is that that food causes you. When we connect that dot, then we either we plan and expect to feel that way or we quite easily choose not to have it. Those are the two routes. It's really empowering to get to that place with food. So when it comes to your kids in the holiday, you, you totally have two options. Well, 
You can also be, well, now if you've watched this video, you can't be blind and unknowing, which is where a lot of people are. But now you have two choices. You're like, okay, do I expect the meltdown and just hold space and love them more and make it as a moment that I just spend more time and I hold them and I help them through the moment? Or do I do the hard thing in the moment where we don't have the sugar and flour? Do we go through that awkward, uncomfortable moment of turning it down and everybody raising their eyebrows? Like that's what most people are avoiding is that awkward time. But it's possible to get through that awkward time. And to me, the benefit, I'd rather pay that price of that awkward moment and putting in that energy of going through the discomfort up front than putting all of us through the meltdown after. A couple of like, you know, silly little tricks are to bring alternative desserts. Blueberries are often a really great hit. It's there is something about like sharing something sweet, you know, like so you can bring alternatives to the sugar flour desserts. You can make I have a few recipes on my website I have that but you and you can find sugar-free, flour-free dessert alternatives and it will save all of you meltdowns, food-induced meltdowns. So you have the choice, no judgment, just do it consciously. That's how, that's what I really recommend. There's no good or bad way to do it. There's, but there, when we understand these connections and then it makes it a whole new, a whole new game. So have a beautiful holiday, choose your sweets, choose, choose your consequences. And most of all, be with and love the ones that you are choosing to be with this year. And if these food changes and ways of looking at foods interest you, come talk to me. I have a rocking coaching program where I help people walk through all of these stages and really revolutionize their relationship with food, which is connected to the mood and the uncomfortable emotions and all the, all the bits. It's, yeah, so it's, I'm having a blast. So if you're interested in it, reach out to me. I'd love to connect with you. Have a beautiful holiday and I'll see you soon.